0: The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever.
1: Yeah! Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Steve and Jimmy back again. Want to give a shout-out to our Patreon members, like Bill Grease, Henry Backer, Michael Pearson, Mike Ennis, Kevin Wagorn, Owen Morgan, Doug Best, Chris McGahey, Dan, and Marcus Vaughn B. If you'd like to become a member and get shout-outs like that, and other perks as well, like a Zoom-accessible show that we're going to do on Friday. You can find out more at stevewproject.com. Again, we're schmoozing it up, doling out generous daily portions of Ottawa sports talk, like big portions, massive portions you'd get at the
0: buffet. Can I get some seconds here, Mum? Okay. Anyone for Remember that? Anyone for seconds? Anyone for yeah. seconds? <laughs> How are things, James? Uh, Stevie, things are fine. Yeah, things are, uh, things are absolutely fine. Um, Got the. Uh, I see now, Stevie. We're halfway through the season. Uh, I think I, I saw a post from someone uh, in the hockey season, and uh, now, now it's now it ramps up, my boy. Now it ramps up, and safe to say, Stevie, uh, nobody's out of it yet.
1: Oh you God, know? no, no, yeah. nobody's totally out of it. I mean, you look at the Sens; they're they're a long way out, but we all remember the Hamburglar run. That guy had to go like I don't have the stat in front of me, but we had to go something like twenty and two. Like nobody ever heard of the hamburglar. Andrew Hammond comes in and he starts his NHL pro career at with a twenty and two record. Um, just throwing the team on his back and they make the playoffs that year. So the Sens have gone on furious late season runs before, so I'll never say never, but right now the numbers would suggest that it's a long shot. But you're right, the Sens are at exactly the midway point right now. Mm-hmm. And what a fascinating Contrast 14 games in first 14 games. They went two 11 and one two wins, 11 losses Yikes. and, uh, and one overtime loss. And then the next 14 games, which they just completed getting ready to uh, start the next one, by the way, in Edmonton tonight. And uh, they went seven and seven. So what a difference. And, uh, and I was saying pretty clear now that those first 14 games were basically their preseason, just the preparation time you needed because you were idle for 10 months you turned over half your roster and that was how long it took to get their act together both physically and between the ears figuring out new line mates figuring out new systems and uh yeah yeah. so i think that the ottawa senators we're not sure what they are right now but i think they're a lot closer to that team that just went seven and seven in their last 14 games
0: yeah a little bit of luck right you get get a few breaks uh any any NHL player will tell you, uh, you know, there's there's luck involved, man, uh, in results. Uh, you know, if the goalie could just just step up a little bit, Stevie, okay? We don't need miracles here, okay, for the Ottawa Senators. Just a little, we'll amper up a little bit, okay? A few more saves, you know? Yeah. Uh, they got to get out of this conundrum of not feeling confident about their goalie we talked about it the last show, so.
1: I'd argue luck is a massive part. Of a team winning the Stanley Cup, you know, having a fine season, yeah. There's a lot of skill and talent that goes into that. Obviously, mm-hmm. negotiating these landmines throughout the whole playoffs, given that puck luck is such a big part of it. I mean, I was addicted to pinball machines throughout my childhood, and 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 just you know, people would say, "Oh, you're yeah, really good at pinball and stuff." Well, yeah, like, okay, it's a little skill involved, but boy, there's a lot of good luck in there as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. It reminds it reminds me of the game of hockey right now because everybody's got this wonderful choreography, these these sublime systems they run. It's so difficult to get anything done on the ice because the other team is clogging everything up and they're on you like a shot. And you watch a game, and if you're just judging it, Jimmy, like a like a boxing judge, you, you know, you're at the sideline, at the rink, and you're watching the game, you'd say one team, you know, that team looked a little faster, that team looked a little more skilled. But, you know, I, I, we see it again and again where, that's not necessarily the team that comes out ahead on the scoreboard by the end of the night because of well, all well, the old puck luck. A puck right. goes off the shaft of a stick. Um, a goalie whiffs at something. Uh, there's a bad penalty call. Uh, somebody leaves with injury. There's just so much luck that goes with being successful in the
0: National Hockey League. Yeah, no doubt about it. True, true enough. You know, fitness, right? Is everyone's saying is going to be the key, right? With these teams down the stretch here now, half half the season's over um, and, and pile it on, you know, the travel is, 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 you know, out of the ordinary was what they got to do. The isolation, the, the the bubble thing, um, and then playing so many games in a compact schedule, uh, well, who's the fittest, right? They're saying that's going to be a big part of it. So
1: we'll know in about another
0: 10 games, you know,
1: I'll say fitness is, uh, is being put to the test in the, uh, in the beer league world. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> of course, it is. Because yeah. COVID shut down most all uh, men's league hockey and such. And uh, well, I'm back at it now, and it sure is. Not uh, well, sure is a bit of a grind. I'm not enjoying it very much. Played last night. and It was the first time I was like, okay. I didn't feel like I wanted to quit the sport of hockey. Right. So it just. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's so different. Everybody's got their mask on in the room, and uh, no showers after. It's so weird though to be, you have to wear your mask in the, in the room, but I'll sit directly beside a guy with no mask on while we're on the bench during the game. Right. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And sweating
0: and spitting and rubbing up against each other and breathing on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if you've got towels on there, you know, I'm sure you're not sharing Gatorade bottles, but maybe you are. (laughs) So it's be careful uh, out there, Stevie, be careful. Certainly, guys out there
1: that you worry about—they may have stopped playing hockey, but they did not. Uh, they did not stop eating. Uh, <laughs> without getting into too many details, <laughs> so I worry a little bit about some of the fellows out there. But uh, yeah, yeah, do take care out there, everybody. If you're a beer leaguer, yeah. uh, I want to talk a little golf here. Uh, RBC Canadian Open has now been canceled for a second straight year due to COVID. The RBC Canadian Open is in the month of June now. It was scheduled. For June 9th at Saint George's Golf and Country Club in Toronto, and mm-hmm. they've pulled the plug for, for for the event for a second straight year. Um, what did you think of that?
0: Yeah, you're. Um, I, I think it's odd, you know. Yeah, the, the the major schedule used to be April first week of April was the Masters, June was the U.S. Open, July was the British, uh, and then the PGA. Uh, I, I I forget now, but I, I know the the biggest struggle ever for the Canadian Open was the date, uh, you know, right. it was after all the majors were done. People fade away. They lost interest in golf. The PGA started this sort of wraparound season. And then through through lobbying for so many years, so many years, they finally got the date moved up into the summer, the Canadian Open. Um, but holy man, Stevie. So golf is alive and well. They're, they're pulling off, uh, you know, pandemic golf here. There's a tournament every week. Uh, and the men's, the, the the women are playing regularly. Why are they canceling this thing right now? I, unless I'm missing something, I know we talked a little bit before the start of the show that maybe the restrictions are are more stringent here in Canada. It just makes no sense to me that okay, they pulled off the the women's tour is you know up and running. They've pulled off all these events. Why why is Canada can, canceling their open?
1: Yeah, I think that the difference. Between The way Canada is dealing with this massive problem is just so much different than America. And as things come up in the schedule, so what, June, we're now three months out. Once you get to the three-month mark here in Canada, they start, okay, well, it doesn't look like the vaccinations are going to be in play at that stage, Mm -hmm. so we're going to go ahead and and make this decision. Because people will rightly ask things like, why is the women's open still going? Like Canada's female... Golf championship is still scheduled, but it's not until the end of August, and so I would argue that you know, in, in, in two, three months from now, they'll have to make a hard decision on that one as well, if vaccinations aren't out there to the degree they'd like, or if the pandemic hasn't faded to the point we like. I did see a, I don't know, it was some doctor I was listening to on on the local news talk station here CFRA, and it was something along the lines of that he's kind of expecting by the fall that this thing, if vaccinations keep on the pace they are, that that'll be around the time when this thing really starts to to die off and, and life starts getting back to normal, which was a nice thing to hear. And mm-hmm. then we'll move into a place of we have our, you know, we always talk about the cold and flu season. It'll still be around the COVID thing. We'll start talking about it in those terms. Uh, it's another uh, cold, flu, and COVID season uh, that's upon us again. And it you know because of the vaccinations, it will fade a little bit. But back to the Gulf as that let throw that sideline over here for a second. Back to the golf. Um, you've still got um, like the F1 event that's going to be happening in Montreal, the Canadian mm-hmm. Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's slated for the same week as the Canadian Open, and it has not been canceled. So I, I, maybe it's because that's not uh, – I, I have no idea why that one would go off. <laughs> right. I mean, golf would seem, as I said when this thing started, that golf is one of the best sports to play – during a pandemic i mean that's one of the only things that people had to do last summer that golf was something that was permitted for most of the summer last year most other things were not because there's so much wide open space so i'm i'm still hoping that i don't know, maybe something happens not that the canadian open is uh, you know real destination viewing or anything like that but i still hope they can get it in
0: yeah I, now now on the other hand where i'm questioning why are they not having a uh, an event uh you know, it was, wasn't was too long ago when I was getting on my high horse about saying this is totally irresponsible that they're having events. That right. They're having gatherings that restaurants are opening. I know it's, I know it's difficult. It's devastating. Uh, but it's a very serious situation, of course, the pandemic. So I re- I remember a bunch of takes that I had on this thing going, this is, this is crazy, crazy that people are traveling. Um, so, on the other hand, conversely, I've got to give it to the Canadian opener. Maybe say, "No, we're not. We're not ready. We're going to take responsibility, and we're not going to have our event." So, kudos to them, I guess, Stevie, for that. If they're in doubt, uh, they they don't want to be involved in this thing or having reason to think the pandemic spread in Canada uh, because of them having an event. So, um, you know, in fairness to them, uh, it, it it can't be an easy decision, Steve. You know. Um, the other thing is maybe the, maybe the interest in the Canadian Open um, is, is less than other events. It's certainly less than majors, like, like most other golf tournaments are. Uh, so they, they probably heavily rely on live crowds coming in. And, um, you know, I know we had a guy from IMG on one year talking about the Canadian Open weather. And the big issue always back then was, is Tiger going to come to your event? is he going to come to your event? And, um, years ago, they, you know, they could, they could wait until the week of to claim entry into the event. And it was killing the marketing people saying, but, you know, we got to, move, we, we, need some notice here so we can promote our event. Right. And then they, they changed that. Uh, so you had to, you had to declare earlier. Uh, anyway, we had a guy on, I'm like, what? Well, so what difference does it make? You know, I, I get if taggers are or not, but, Um, you know, what, what does it mean? You know, him coming to your town and, and back then, Steve, 20 years ago, it was, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it's an injection of like 25 million into the economy, you know, when they, when they come in. So with, with people traveling and hotels and merch and all that stuff. So, uh, if they can't see that Stevie, maybe that's the reason go, if we can't, if we can't sell it out and can't allow fans to flood in, then, then we're going to lose dough. Yeah, I would I would
1: buy into that completely. That maybe it's a little different, you know, when you are talking about some of these bigger not not a major event, but still some of these bigger American events that uh, those are easier to sell to advertisers for the TV rights versus the Canadian Open, where maybe the PGA is a little trickier time getting mm-hmm. that done, and uh, they they have a bigger reliance on galleries and things. Uh, I like that's I think that holds water. So that's where I'd put it. It's a combination of those two things, right? the money thing and, the, uh, and just the Canada is more stringent with
0: our COVID laws than America is right now. Yeah, what, what I really found curious, and I'm hearing more and more of it, I just assumed with the people having a lockdown, stay at home, isolation, et cetera, et cetera, I just assumed, Steve, TV ratings for events, live events would go way up. And I think the opposite has happened. Hmm. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, you know, I know, I know other sports, are down. I think the, was the Super Bowl not low rating Steve, uh, and playoffs in the, in the NFL. Um, and, and I know the Stanley cup playoffs were well down. Yeah. Uh, which surprises me. I'm like, well, isn't everyone at home? Yeah. Uh, aren't we, aren't we hockey fans? So, but I think the whole sports world is down. So maybe the Canadian open looks at that and, and there must be some complication there, Steve, when, when sponsors have paid up, uh, you know, they have long-term deals, you know, three to five-year deals, or maybe, you know, longer that they look up and go, okay, wait a minute here now, wait a minute. We're not paying full pop anymore. Uh, you know, and, and we don't know what we're going to pay. We want right. to see what happens with the rating. So maybe that just gets so mixed up that the organizers of the Canadian Open go, okay, let's just, let's just, can it all together until things get back to normal
1: by the way on the covid front do you know what tomorrow is one year anniversary when this thing started no kidding holy god so march 11th 2021 is going to mark one year since the world health organization declared covid a pandemic i've dropped the 19 by the way i'm officially out on the 19 i I don't care what year it started just covid yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, to she commemorate left. the National Day of Observance for COVID-19, the flags at all City of Ottawa sites are going to be lowered from half-mast from sunrise to sunset on Thursday, March 11th. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? <laughs> well, Italy really scared me, right? When the Oh, me- God, yeah. Remember? The, the, that, I was going, holy man, holy man, because they lost so many lives when, when it first came along. And, and they were showing images from uh, italy and uh, you know of of, at at traffic time at five o'clock in the afternoon on freeways and they were like completely empty and i remember going holy god
1: i know all right let's take our first time out of the program we got more to come after these words reignite your love for driving with a new ford at jim k ford get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model with great features like available ford Copilot 360 driving technologies You'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about their great offers on models like the Escape, Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150. And by the way, the after-sales service, I've been going to them uh, boy, I've been 15, 20 years now. It's absolutely fantastic. Great people. They know their stuff. They'll take care of you. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or jimkford.com. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. How would you like to win your own home gym? Right now, Popeye Supplements... Fitness Depot in Ottawa and Beyond Yourself are teaming up to give away a custom home gym valued at $5,000. Now till April 4th, you can fill out a free ballot online and for every Beyond Yourself product you buy at Popeyes, you not only get 20% off, you get another ballot for the draw. It's the $5,000 Dream Home Gym Giveaway at PopeyesOnlineOrders.com.
0: The Steve Warren Project, sports and whatever.
1: done with the ad yep one of them's recorded the all insurance ones recorded they did their own ads
0: so, I so to stevie and after oh go ahead stevie my boy I, I i gotta admit uh when you go to commercial break right i kind of i kind of zone out a bit i mean i zone out i zone out a bit steve when you go what are your thoughts on that jim my god my thoughts on my <laughs> oh. <laughs> when i heard the uh you're gonna get a five thousand dollar home gym I'm like, wait a minute. What, what'd what you do, Warrenzie? Am I someone's houseboy now? <laughs> I got to go do five grand worth of work. Get it, Stevie? The home gym. Hey, Jim, Jim.
1: Oh, I see. Hey,
0: are you picking like, up when I'm laying down? Yeah. Like you the home whole- version of Jim. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, thanks to the sponsors. That's just, I, I just got a little scared. I mean, Stevie, give me a I don't know if anybody, games. I
1: don't know if that would actually, uh, I don't know how that would be very enticing to the good listener to the have the home version <laughs> of a little lung butter, lung butter over here. <laughs> you can have Jim to your place, but you will get wet.
0: Yes. Now, Steve. From the phlegm. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. The spitting Jim. <laughs> the, sp- the spitting cobra. <laughs> See, you? that's <laughs> just... <laughs> all right
1: let's write that down about spitting cobras <laughs> sure that's coming out uh but no shortage of uh interruptions in the show today yeah, yeah. no you got your hands full yeah yeah michael's uh my my son michael's uh definitely in it oh here we go hi, hi. yeah he's the Hecklin studio hi. Today. yeah exactly he's very chatty today and uh he's going through a phase where um he's fascinated with the elimination of all electronics, he's got to know Uh-oh. what's going on with them. Yep. Can you get rid of that phone? Can you get rid, hide the phone at least? What are you doing with that iMac? The iMac, are you gonna, are you gonna search for something
0: there? He's oh, just God in this right. really OCD. God uh, bless place you right. guys. Another yeah. day in the life of a autistic child.
1: Yeah, but uh, we uh, we thank our blessings. There's, there's good days too. As I was telling you off the air, because yeah, sometimes you beat yourself up, you start feeling sorry for yourself. But today he was like just so on, like he cool. He was like he did all the stuff he has to do in the morning: at his breakfast, then went upstairs, had a shower, combed his hair, brushed his teeth, put on his deodorant. Um, you know, did everything and uh, got his gear on and came running downstairs and wanted to know what his mom thought. It was like, "Hey, mom, how do I look?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got to thinking, going back to the day he was diagnosed, that um, if I was to take that person, um, I would have probably been overjoyed and and i am uh, but so overjoyed back then at diagnosis because i couldn't have imagined to be capable of any of those things right uh here here many years later so uh yeah anyway so that's why um it, michael's on the mind these days um as he always is but more so lately
0: well good um luck. Good luck.
1: thank you yeah keep so it let's rolling, get uh,
0: to keep it rolling you're doing one what else can day. you do what else can you do
1: Um, So the Olympics in the news. Japan has decided they're going to stage the Olympics and the Paralympics in Tokyo without overseas spectators, though, due to public concern about COVID. And uh, so they're going to make the official decision by the end of March. But looks like, according to reports, it's a go and uh, it's been postponed, of course, uh, from last year. They're scheduled for July 23rd to August the 8th and then the Paralympics from uh, last last week, August into September. Uh, the government had concluded welcoming fans from abroad would not be possible given public concern about the coronavirus. And uh, the opening ceremony of the torch relay would also be held without spectators. I wonder if they'll do the walk into the uh, stadium, you know, with every athlete kind of jammed in. Uh, not sure about that, but it is going to be um, interesting to see right. an Olympics played out because it's just such a. The, the Olympics. I know it's a private entity, the whole International Olympic Committee, but it always has this feeling of humanity getting together and uh, what should humanity not be doing right now more than anything else, and that's getting together. So you can't have the RBC Canadian Open in June, but you can right. have the Olympics going off this July, which is a far more international event than – well, it's the international event. Every corner of the world is going to be represented in this
0: thing. So anyway, no- it's – uh.
1: It's. Uh, it looks like it's happening,
0: and there's and you couldn't possibly bubble it, you know. I, I have an Olympic Village. I mean, there's so many athletes, so many volunteers, you know, and and the things spread out, all over all over the joint, you know, physically the the arenas and the venues. And holy man, this certainly makes canceling the Canadian Open pale in comparison. And Japan has recorded more than four hundred
1: forty-one thousand COVID cases. Since the start of the pandemic, the death toll at more than 8,300, most Japanese people do not want international visitors to attend the games amid fears that a large influx could spark a resurgence of infections. Jesus. So let's have the event. <laughs> yeah. International visitors. I mean, that's, uh, you, you, you sort of see that you say, okay, they're talking about fans, but, well, the athletes themselves are international visitors. Again, coming from almost every country in the world. Survey showed 77% of respondents were against allowing foreign fans to attend versus eighteen percent in favor. Some forty-eight percent said they were against allowing any spectators into venue uh, venues, and forty-five percent were in favor. So, we'll see how it plays out. Also, uh, wanted to talk a little bit before we wrap up today about the Seattle Kraken. I'm still having a hard time with the name Kraken. (laughs) Say
0: Kraken again. Do you like Kraken? I was the one who gave him the name. No, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. It's got all sorts of problems with it in terms of jokes, in yeah. terms of you know, unmeaningful, uh, in terms of not knowing what it is. It's such a weird thing that they picked that name. Yeah, so it's like a squid, octopus, something like that. Uh, and
1: I'm sure the kids love it. I'm sure it's uh, yeah. it's not geared to me because I'm not oh. out there buying hockey jerseys, let's be honest. The people that buy hockey jerseys, for the most part, are kids and stuff. And so yeah, I, I well, get it. I
0: understand it. Now that you bring that up, Stevie, it makes a whole bunch of sense, because nothing says hockey like a squid, of course. Know? So now, uh, now I get it. oh yeah, the old the old hockey playing squid. Oh yeah. boy, I remember all the cartoons about the. Yeah, not not working, Stevie. No, no, not no, for no, me. Still, either. Not, still not
1: working. I thought Golden Knights was a great, solid hockey name, good to go, cool. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about the Golden Knights a little bit as as it went to the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, which is coming up, I believe, also in July. One player taken from every NHL club, and you get to protect seven forwards, three defense, and a goalie. Alternatively, you can just go with eight skaters and a goalie. And so you're going to lose a good player. There's no question about that. Right. And for some reason, the Golden Knights don't have to... Worry about the draft; they're fully exempt from the expansion process, which I find dumb. The Golden Knights have been one of the best teams in the NHL since their first season. They went to the Stanley Cup final in their first year, and they've been great every year. They they went they lost in the first round in their second year, and in year three they went all the way to the conference final. So perennial contenders, sure, and yet they still don't have to take part in this expansion draft. Do you think that's fair? And I should also put in here as well, as you make your decision, that the other side of the coin is the Golden Knights do not get any of Seattle's expansion money. The 650 mil they put forward to get a a team, the Golden Knights are not in on that.
0: It's a little bit unfair. Although you expanded only a few years ago for for them to say, what is it, a five-year deal, Steve, before they have to give another expansion? team i mean how many more teams are going to come into the league over the next little while yeah yeah no no you got to give up nobody a guy. scheduled yeah you got to give up a guy now in their defense they did a good
1: job they did a good job of building their team but uh that whole thing about the not being part of the expansion money that has to be uh split between the existing teams like the nhl shouldn't have to share anything further with vegas because they changed the rules around for these guys like mm-hmm when you compare Vegas's expansion draft rules for theirs compared mm-hmm. to say Ottawa and Tampa way back in 1992, it was just a joke. Like teams were allowed, just as an example, teams were allowed to com- to protect two goalies in the expansion draft in 92. So that was just an example and they didn't have nearly, um, the availability of players that Vegas had in their expansion draft. So to me, anyway, they, uh, at this stage of the game they should be exposing a player in my opinion as far as the Sens go people worry about what they'll lose I went through the exercise of uh protecting seven players three mm-hmm. defense and a goalie and uh your joke aside um there really wasn't uh there really wasn't any problem doing that because so many of the young guys <laughs> on the team they aren't ex- they're exempt fully exempt the rules say the the truly young guys, they don't have to be, uh, I forget exactly what the cutoff is, but the young guys are exempt from the draft. And so the guys that are available in the draft, I have no problem coming up with 7-3-1 there. The only question will be whether I protect Matt Murray. Matt Murray just started with the Ottawa Senators. He's in the midst of a, just started a four-year contract worth $25 million. And if he doesn't get consistent soon, I'm exposing him and not Joey Decord. Uh, okay, let's take a time out of the program. Back with more final thoughts after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house? How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F750s. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford is where you want to be. They'll help you with the right truck for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted Neapolitan-style pizza. I'm a little late for lunch right now, actually, and I'm hmm, kind of craving one. Yeah. Have you had? Have you had Pico, by the way? Well, I haven't. No, I got
0: Nothing in Edmonton yet, huh? Uh, I don't know, Stevie. I don't well, look I don't for know. Pico. Tell well, me. I keep my mouth waters every time you read the ad. I'm like, I gotta. I gotta this thing might grow my hair back. <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> It's that good. Yeah. And it comes without all the fuss
1: and expense of fine dining. Pico is quick and easy, fresh and healthy and delicious, made with the highest quality ingredients. Craft your own thin crust pizza masterpiece today with unlimited toppings for only $15. Pico. Use the Pico app and you'll save on third-party app fees. 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new Pico location at 305 Rideau. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell our home back in the fall. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, staging, even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers and the home sold for well over asking price. You should call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today. They're at glennwalton.com. As we head out the door, just a reminder... Good listener, if you're enjoying the show and you're enjoying the fact that we do it each and every weekday, something that hardly any independent podcasters do, it'd be fantastic if you'd subscribe. That's huge. Maybe share a link with your friends and followers, or maybe support the show with a Patreon membership. You'll get shout-outs at the start of an upcoming show if you're a member. And by the way, on Thursday, you'll get Zoom access to watch the show recorded live with a question and answer period afterward. Is check out stevewproject.com.
0: James, any final thoughts? You know, my dad. Speaking of hair jokes, uh, yeah, as you know, I'm bald, and my my two boys are, you know, starting to they're they're nineteen. My youngest, and my other son's twenty one, with full heads of hair. Stevie, but I sat them down the other day, going, "You got no chance. Okay? Oh you no, no you, you got no. Yeah, you got no chance." And uh, you know the. I used to tell my dad right when he'd give me a hard time about something. I said, "You know what, Dad? I'm a little smarter than you think." That grass, and I point to my bald head, and I said, "Grass doesn't grow on a busy street." There you go. And he, and he said, "Or concrete." <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here, Stevie. Okay, let's get out of here. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.